We begin in the sky, vast with no visible horizon. We look down through overlapping clouds, layer upon layer, iridescent bands of colour permeating everything, as if lit by the great light from above. Now we come upon a colossal shard of a planet long broken and gone. Impossibly huge and hanging in the sky, it is covered with brown shapes and teeming with buzzing black dots. It is an endless city of people, stone cubes stacked upon stone cubes. The architecture is efficient and ancient. Everyone needs to be somewhere. This metropolis sprawls in every direction, to every edge of this floating continent. And here, at the centre, is the great market of Hark. It is spread over countless rocky outcrops, with tents and stalls connected by complicated suspension bridges and gangplanks, or nestled into dark grottos deep beneath the surface of the shard. Fabric, fruit, exotic animals, jewellery, incense, people, all is for sale in the Grand Bazaar. Two figures sit outside a local tea house in intense conversation. The smaller of the two looks like a, nothing so much as an archaeopteryx with bright blue plumage. He turns to the larger figure and says, I'll pay you one coin a week to guide me through the city. You'll pay me two coins, and you'll double it if we actually get into any trouble and I have to save your feathery hide. The, uh, the larger figure jabs a, a scarred hand down at the table with a small pile of coins between them. It's a large, harkin man wearing ragged clothing with a suspiciously fine overcoat over the top. The, the lizard looks off to the side in kind of contemplation. Two coin a week, but only if we go into the low areas. Fine. Deal. Done. Do you hear that? Some, some tune I've been hearing all day. Sounds like... Yeah, sounds like a zither. Nobody... Uh, so we go find it and shut them up. All right. The the man rises from his uh, his seat. I'm Kairos, by the way. Tuhali. And the lizard bursts into flight and circles around the tea house once. Show off. <laughs> the man ducks under the under the the low door frame and and starts off after him. In the the direction they hear this note coming from. Heading in further into Hark. Well, it's either further in or off the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope it's not off the edge. This will be a very, very quick podcast. These are the realms where legends are forged. These are the quests that may brighten the light or cast the darkest shadows. These are the acts that will decide our fate. These are fortunes untold. So welcome to Fortunes Untold. I'm Davery. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chad. And this week, we're going to be reviewing Overlight by Renegade Games. Yep. And also this week, I'm not GMing. That's, ah. that's right. Now, uh, I am going to turn it over to our uh, first time GM. Yeah, it's me. For the very first time, I'm going to be GMing. So <laughs> please don't turn off now. <laughs> and not just the first time on air. No, first time First time, time GMing. Yes. yes. So no pressure. No, tons. <clears throat> Tons of pressure. I, I know I would have loved to have had my first GMing experience recorded and let it uh, out for posterity. Yep. This is <laughs> this is not terrifying at all. Um, 
And I've picked a completely new system that I'm completely unacquainted with to, to GM too, so it's going to be interesting. I admire your moxie <laughs> or complete lack of common sense, whichever it turns out to be. Or suicidal tendencies. Um, <laughs> That's a band. Anyway. <laughs> Overlay. I'm going to give you a little brief description of it. Um, it is a kaleidoscopic fantasy which um go on <laughs> i was about to say uh i'm gonna need a little more explanation <laughs> yeah i can't believe you guys have never heard of a kaleidoscopic fantasy before i heard they're all over the place <laughs> just not in our reality it's a uh, world of pure imagination we're <laughs> <laughs> about to burst into song so Overlight describes itself as a kaleidoscopic fantasy which works because a lot of it is adhered to a spectrum of colors they run the system of the different your different attributes through those colors basically it's how they tie everything in um it's to do with the universe that is so like your strength is yellow and yes um the way the character sheet breaks down actually you're all all of your attributes are allocated a color you've got spirit which is black you've got wisdom which is purple logic blue compassion green will is yellow vigor is red vigor uh-huh. might be orange and then yeah vigor is orange so say so instead of having and strength might dex, is red instead of strength dexcon you have roy g biv yeah pretty much yeah. yeah so they've got uh the the range of colors is kind of it and it also ties into the universe the overlight the universe is basically each beings are brought into existence through these different colors they're all the light itself is like the great good and the darkness is like the great, I guess, evil, you could say. And yeah. they talk about the different spectrums of light through yeah, it. Yeah, as I understand it in lore, functionally, this was a, this is why humans can't have nice things. Yes. It's essentially <laughs> the creation myth. The, uh, I, I guess the the higher beings essentially had the keys to creation that were different colors and some of them were gifted to I think it was humans. Yes. And, but they didn't think they were ready for one particular key, which I I think was it the was it black? Yeah, yes, black. And then a but a rogue, so in a sort of Prometheus type of character decided, "No, no, they're ready." And gave it to us and we apparently turned the universe inside out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of like the it reminds me of the, the Rings of Power of Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> here, here's these gifts. Please don't mess it up. Okay. Or and you it. messed it up. Great. <laughs> So, yeah, and that, I think that's the creation myth is uh, humans done messed up and turned everything literally inside out. Right. Okay. And so, like, to to explain, I know I am the person who is least familiar with this because I think both yeah. of you have flipped through the book. Yes. I have not. But but I did kind of, like, grab a couple pages here and there as, as we were making characters. And I noticed that the, the world is full of what looks like floating islands. Yeah, that's they're called shards, um, and each um, race essentially comes from their own individual shard. The one we are on right now is Hark, and Hark is pretty much—it's the human one. So <laughs> it is covered in—it's been mined to oblivion. This, co- but it's covered in like huge structures. It's a city. It's a yeah. continent-sized city. I think we, we we said it was kind of like London. You can be walking through, and it's massive buildings, and then you're suddenly in a a little garden. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it, but it's it's huge. They've even used the underside of it too. So these massive, they float in kind of the air essentially, but underneath is supposed to, it's called the ocean of stars, which is an ocean of stars. You can fall, but you fall into. But it's literally water. Like yes. it's literally a water ocean. And then I think the sky is just like this, like blank white oblivion. Yep. Like, like endless day. Oh, so, okay. So. 
so it does. It goes from from black, the absence of color, all the way up to white, yes. all color. So yes. okay, so so like this this example you were giving of the colors is is not bullshit. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Really how it, works. it literally it runs through the the rainbow spectrum. Oh, okay, from, so because. Yeah, I noticed the picture looks a lot. To, to me, it's really evocative of uh, Yggdrasil, the world tree in Norse mythology. Yeah. Because it looks like there's a bunch of like branching, floating worlds. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if that was right or not. So it's kind, kind of, of sem- more or less. Kind of closer together, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they kind of float at different, well, not even entirely at different levels, because I know at some point in the lore, like two of them collided mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But they, they generally just sort of freeform. drift. They sort of drift about. Okay. It so, led to a little bit of a war. They orbit, <laughs> sort of, I guess. And it's how like they come into like they interact. Like when they get close to each other, that's kind of how different races kind yeah, of. Yeah, because I, as I understand it, they're kind of drifting in an endless sky. Yes, with the 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 white above and the ocean of stars below. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I know there's there there's the the level of tech is a little weird. It's like roughly not quite Renaissance, but I know there's like like airships like in one of the shards like have like access to airships all right like a like so, a like a sort of a fantasy airship but an airship nonetheless depending so. what your race gotcha. is depending yeah. on the like so it, it varies wildly from shard to shard so but yeah it's it's definitely yeah their whole thing is is color they i think they were using color and music as their inspiration as opposed to like books and authors you can tell it's a right. it's a a very it's an artist it's like an artist impression of an rpg yeah mm-hmm. it's very pretty i mean the it, book is very pretty it's okay. the, the images are very like stylized it's very it, very vibrant too but okay so so if that's the case then uh, you had also mentioned that like because i mean I, I sort of made a character <laughs> and uh yeah like say there are seven attributes and i know we built six of them yes so kind of like how does it work? Well, the the different attributes allow you to get different skill sets and those different skill sets can be used in any situation you really get into. And it's not in like most RPGs when you, you add into your strength and stuff like that. And those skills, you cannot pick skills regardless of how they tie into other things. So the way it works is you've got your virtues, which give you basically what you put your strength into kind of like your, your strength and your agility in other games. You put your points in there and that allows you to roll higher when you're doing certain so, so looking at the looking at it, the skills and the virtues are essentially a uh, not quite, but a dice ladder system. Yes. So your your attribute is not a fixed number; it's a die type, sort of like sa- how Savage Worlds, for example, does it. For example, like my wisdom is a D six, whereas my will is a D eight. Okay. Yeah. So and as your as your attributes go up, you increase your die type rather than having a specific set skill in the or uh, sorry specific set number and the same thing applies to the skills flashback like demon hunters this right, is you. also true yeah. and then yeah it looks like you have skills like i have a folklore of d8 so it looks like you roll like wisdom plus folklore to do most checks yeah i'm yeah. guessing it's if i understand it it's virtue plus skill plus a spirit die yes. which i'll uh i'll let andrew cover but i did see that in the text well, okay your spirit die is a D4. Everyone gets a D4 spirit die. Every roll you do, you have it. Uh, you roll that D4 for. And depending on how you rolled your other die, if your spirit die hits a four, your other dies have extra effect. Zero to one is a fail. Two to three is a luminous success. Three to four, uh, sorry, four to five is a radiant success. And six is a brilliant success. Now, okay. what number are you looking for on the dice? Four. 
I'm um, sorry. Depending in on, general, sorry, um, not on the spirit die, but on the other dice for a success. So to succeed in anything, you're looking for sixes. Okay, is that a certain number of sixes, or is that just what's on the die? Um, two, two, uh, two sixes are a success. Okay, four sixes is the the next is the, the next level of success, yeah. and the ultimate level of success is six sixes. Okay, so and that's a six or higher, I'm guessing. So because your base die looks like on your virtues is a d six. Yes, and so on a d eight, you'd have to have a six, seven, or eight, yes. d ten, so on. Okay. okay. Um, just to, depending on how many points you put in any particular skill. Gotcha. Now, how many how many dice are you rolling? If I'm correct and looking at the text, it's always seven dice. Yes, is that right? It's always to match seven with the number dice. of colors. Yes, to match with the spectrum of colors that we have. And okay, so three attribute, three skill, and then the wild die, the spirit the, the die, spirit, spirit die. die. Okay. okay, all right, that's straightforward. And they're all when you were doing, you're putting your points into it. That was what gave you your die. So I know some of you guys have got the D tens and some of you got D eights and the rest are all D sixes. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think the default is D six for a, for an, uh, a virtue. So if you're buying overlight buy a lot of D sixes <laughs> and buy a lot of, uh, and you may want to have different colors because the different colors are going to match your different things and see how you, you do right. that. It always helps. Yeah. And then I see we also have like little tricks, like gifts or talents or the things. Chroma. Is Chroma. That, that's, that's what they're, they're calling called? them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but they're like, like little special tricks that you can do. Like my character, which I guess we can talk about being the, the, the races in this game are kind of unusual. Like, yeah, they're very mm-hmm. different. They've created a whole, but like as I said, they've created each shard has their own essential race, right? Um, and since sorry, I was I was gonna say since mine's a like like I mentioned in the the intro, he's a flying lizard basically. <laughs> uh, his, one of his talents, his chroma, is that he can like blast out at a high speed and attack someone from surprise. Yes, which only works if you are a flying lizard like. Chad's character couldn't do that. (laughs) Sure I could. Straight (laughs) downwards. (laughs) At 9.8 meters per second per second. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they seem to have done... Now, one thing that did confuse me a little bit is it it seems to be your your folk or your race is less race and it is shard than it is what shard you're from. So, for example, like you've got the Terexians, the dinosaur people functionally, and you've got the... You know, the Banyari, which are sort of, they strike me as sort of a nature spirit. But then you have three races from three different places that kind of strike me as basically all being humans. Mm-hmm. So you've got the Zenith monks, um, who are humans, you know, monastic humans. You have the Harkeen, which are, oddly enough, the humans that populate Hark. And then you've got the Aramel, who are, weirdly enough, another set of humans on a different on a different shard. Well, and they all do like have slightly, they, I mean, they do have different characteristics mechanically. It just seems that there's a weird tie in. They don't really define race in the same way that other RPGs no, do. No, they don't. You don't okay. have an elf and a dwarf and whatnot. It's, it's a mix of quote unquote race and culture, I guess. That's one of the things that's different about this is that they do like their, their culture is more like their race than mm. their race is like their race. Which, which is interesting. It was just a little confusing yeah, <laughs> going that, through it. That's a little weird. I've never played like, you know, what's your character? Oh, I'm an Oregonian. Like, <laughs> so you're just a guy from Oregon? Yeah, but but that that's my race. That informs me. Now <laughs> I kind of want to want to write an RPG <laughs> where that's the thing. <laughs> I'm from Texas. We get plus 2d4, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and an extra skill point in guns. That's right. <laughs> some of the uh, speaking of the races, some of the races are actually quite imaginative. Like, yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of detail on them. But like I said, you, like you said, you've got the Terexians, like Davery's playing. Yep. You've got the the Banyari that I mentioned, which are kind of a 
Uh, to me, they, they're kind of like nature spirits. They're uh, almost mice that have like bonded almost <laughs> with uh, like trees. plants and like, trees, and like, depending on the tribe. And it's kind of like vines. Yeah, um, like I I looked at that and honestly couldn't because you know we just kind of sat down and it's like here here's the book make a character real quick and I just <laughs> could not wrap my head around those guys. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. And you've got the Hamanu, which are uh, monkey people that hang out with the zenith monks it's it's weird that they're just um, they're, they're not ready they don't have anything they're not like bonded with stone they're just monkey people monkey people are awesome yes. I play one of those. monkey monks monkey yes people. dj monkey monk <laughs> sorry uh and, and then you've got like the uh the guys at the very on the very lowest uh shard uh pyre the pyroi which kind of yeah. struck me as almost like a race of ifrit from yes. D, like red skinned okay you know sort of fire uh, people and whatnot. So, I mean, it is it is different, possibly slightly confusingly so in yeah. some spots. But I remember you also mentioned a race of giant intelligent centipedes, to which oh. I am forever. Nope, 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 they're nope, actually, nope, nope. They're not as bad as you think. Um, they can't be as bad as I think because I think they are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I think that quite frankly freaks Davery right out. Oh man, uh, <laughs> yeah. The 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 uh, philosophical Nova, Nova Pendra is what they're called. Yeah. they have twenty one uh, pairs of legs. Yeah, the the giant philosophical shepherd centipede people. Yeah, just no. <laughs> Did you have a bad experience with Alice in Wonderland and Caterpillar <laughs> when you were a kid? I have a bad experience with any eight foot bug, man. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. I, I'm not a fan of bugs either. I wouldn't say like, I would probably. Well, I guess if we were from that universe, you would expect them to be there, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, being from this one, I can understand why you'd be scared of a giant bug thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, an eight-foot giant bug thing could probably still eat me in-universe, so I'd probably be scared of it there, too. Yeah, well, James and the Giant Peach, those bugs were all good. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I'm still... Let me put it this way. I still would be a little leery of sharing the inside of a giant peach with a giant spider. See, that's you just got to have a little faith. Nope, no, I don't. <laughs> I have to have a flamethrower, but no faith. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um. So yeah. Um. The I'm trying to think of what else is different about this. Yeah. They I mean, they kind of abstract wealth and belongings a bit. Yes. I noticed that. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's that's one good thing that I was going to ask Andrew about because I've noticed I have belongings and I have valuables, but like the descriptions are still just stuff like I, yeah. I don't really know what why is that why is that split up so there's the belongings valuables and wealth so belongings are they're items that have personal meaning to you they're personal value <laughs> um they you well, have them and they they give you kind of a a sense of um they, they're they're kind of associated with your character belongings or valuables belongings your valuables are things that you own that others would perceive as being of something valuable okay it sounds uh, like they could kind of cross category a little bit depending it, the, on the, the item. it can be a little bit confusing in that element um and then you've got wealth which is a completely separate entity and um, wealth is basically how much available funds that you have and they are not done as in you would normally have like i have a bag of 20 gold pieces they're done as in you have uh, a wealth test. So mm-hmm. um, your wealth test can be three times your wealth die or three times skill die or something like that. You you roll your die for your wealth. It's okay, so not, it's just like a, a regular test. Just you use wealth instead of yes. it's a, bigger. It's a, it's a can I afford this test. And okay. If you can't afford it with wealth, you can afford it with your valuables. Not, uh, 
because that's something valuable to you and others. Okay, so like in in the the generic like movie scene, like a lot of times you'll see people like trade off their you know their mother's pendant for whatever because yes. that's their valuable. But it's uh, as it's a valuable, and people can perceive it as something valuable. Okay, gotcha. that makes total sense. And so the wealth pool, if I if I'm reading this correctly, the wealth pool comes into it when you make your wealth test. The spirit die, whatever you roll on your the foresighter, mm-hmm. is how many points you have to spend from your wealth pool. Yes. Okay, that's weird, but all right. So, it, it, which is a, an echo of a way another system works that we'll we'll cover when we get to it. But so basically, if I'm reading it correctly. Basically, you roll your your wealth test, and then the spirit die, whatever comes up on that, is the amount that you, you spend out of your wealth pool. Okay. So, and if you fail your wealth test, it looks like. What happens is that the amount of wealth points or the wealth pool uh, that comes up on the street is doubled. Ouch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is not good for me. So you can go from being a... very rich to very poor very quickly. Apparently so. Yeah, and then if you if you lack the wealth points, then as he was saying, that's when you go into bartering away your valuables. All right. Okay. <laughs> Gift to the Magi style. That's unusual, but makes sense. So, all right. Okay. Um, any other areas that you guys want to cover? No, I think I think it uses basically the same set of tests for, well, mechanically, I think it uses the same base test for everything. It's yes. seven dice. The seventh die is always a D four. Yes. So, and that's your spirit die or your wealth die or whatever, depending on the test. Mm-hmm. So, so just remember seven. Has everyone got their seven die ready? All right. <laughs> um, so, well, it's going to be more than seven because I have varying die types. Oh, well, of course. Like, um, so I guess. Let's get ready to play Overlay. All right. Back to the uh, back to the marketplace. Let's okay. get back. So the notes fill the air, and you find yourself moving throughout the marketplace. You've noticed scurrying children, merchants. Uh, basically, you can hear all the goings-on, but the notes are crystal clear, and they lead you towards an almost completely hidden, tiny amphitheater. There's a single gentleman playing the zither. The notes echo out and just calling you forth towards him. Other than him, no one else is there. It's just him by himself. Mm. Kairos kind of puts his hand on his uh, his blackjack that's yeah. kind of tucked beneath his thing. So does this guy? How is he dressed? Does he? He looks kind of like a vagabond. He's he's. I can he's, respect that. He's covered in his, his clothes are kind of a bit tattered. He doesn't look like he looks like he's used to sleeping outside, but he's got a startling array of bangles, buckles, and baubles. Okay, so just trinkets and pouches and you can again the, i you can identify certain elements of these like there's they're not just like it's not like he's just stapled random bits of tinfoil to himself like there, there's uh there's, some of them are incredibly meaningful and they have different there's like just small different elements could be meaningful to different cultures they're not they're not like they're not pointless so he's like got cultural artifacts, like from like a Pyroi or a Banyari or. Yep, he's got um, mixed in. his dignity feathers from the Banyari, um, the the small carved wooden masks sewn into his robes. He's also got Pyroi tattoo, tattoos. So there are places from all these different cultures. So he's traveled. To- he's, yeah, he looks like it too. He- Tawakle is going to. He's, he's kind of. Flapping his wings and staying away from this guy because this is just a little weird. So it's like, I do not trust this. Uh, but 
now might be a good chance for us to do a uh, to test out the skill system. Cool. So I have a skill that I'm betting might come in handy here called folklore. Okay. So sure. so can Twakle look at this guy? Can I look at him and say and and kind of recognize what it means for him to have all of these doodads? Like yeah. what, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, so grab your seven die and your. Uh... <laughs> your D4, oh, your six die in your D4. Okay, so let's see if I get this right. So my wisdom is a D6. Okay. So I'd grab three D6. Yep. My folklore is a D8. So you grab three D8. Three D8. And then I grab a seventh, just a single D4. Yes. And then I roll all of those together. Please do. And then I'm looking for six or higher. Six or higher. Okay, well, I have a seven, a six, six. Um, I can't remember if this was me just missed it. I have a one. Does that matter at all? The ones? No, there's no. not. Uh, no, I don't think it does. Your there's fail, no. your fails, are like it's a fail as if you get all ones. So it's the, the group that matters, not the individual. Okay. All right. And I got a two on the, the spirit die. So which, I got three sixes. Um, which um, is a success. So you do perceive, you just don't perceive greatly. It's like the, the first That's the base level. level the base level. So you will know what is the dignity. So you will identify one of the items. The dignity feathers worn by, was worn by Banyari Verthod heroes. So basically they're given to heroes. They're not, they're not something that you would just like, hey, look at these feathers I found. I'm going to stick them in my hat. Like it's, they're very special. They're given to people as like War medals. No, no, as long as we're getting into it, I'll I'll go ahead and do uh, do a roll as well. Cool. Oddly enough, I have the exact same <laughs> set. I have a D six in uh, wisdom, a D eight in folklore. <laughs> All right, fire away. I, so. I hired a good guy <laughs> yeah. in the city. All right. Well, uh, what are you using though? What's that? Uh, are you using the same? Yeah, I mean, it's folklore. We're trying to identify this. I'm presuming that, yeah. Okay. I was just making sure you weren't using intimidate. <laughs> tell me what your <laughs> stuff means. Pick him up and <laughs> tell me about your stuff. Shake him violently. Well, since the, Turic- his- the Turixians and the Banyari are at war, I think I'm going to be a little uh, little leery at this guy. I don't think we're at war anymore, but I think they were, and they, they're still a little hostile to each other. Yeah. So I'm a little suspicious of this guy now. Yeah, they don't particularly care for each other, as I understand it. Something to do with you know somebody hitting someone else's continent yeah. with the thing uh so that is that is one success so so i got a six and a seven so so you got the one success yeah, so same you thing, you also like i'll give one to you the the small carved wooden masks sewn into his robes mm-hmm. they're given to guild members on the veil they're honorary guild uh the rml so you you're noticing these these are like you get these for doing very like these are not given to just anyone. These are so all war medals. They're all tokens of esteem. They're tokens of esteem. They're tokens of like, these earned these. These aren't just something you just find. So we can pick up, he's very well traveled and yeah. he's done things for people, like important things. Yeah, he's not He's not just a random hobo man who plays a good instrument. All right. So yeah, I'll... Random murder hobo. Random murder hobo. I'll land on a bench within loud speaking distance, but not too close to him. Okay. Has he noticed our presence at all or is he just... Well, um, he he does, he has noticed. He stopped playing at this point. Um, as you as you t- came in, you can notice the last subtle notes, and they drift off. And uh, thank you for your patronage. It is an auspicious occasion where I can count folks such as yourselves among my audience. Clearly, we share a common light, and it is that light that I make appeal regarding my current predicament. When he says this, I'm going to look, and one thing from the the background is 
I'm not sure we named them the the special people functionally in this world are yeah, called Skyborg. Right. Yeah, like, and they all have functionally star like quite literally have stars in their they eyes. They have stars in their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> they can't see because stars have been shoved into. <laughs> no, um, basically, their eyes are like. Um, they look like the ocean speckled, of stars. Yeah, like almost. they're like the, almost the speckled with like a. Okay. Yeah, starlight. They have the blue eyes of the spice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he has such eyes. Yeah, yes. Um, and so do both of you, actually. Okay. That's why you were drawn by the music. Um, so he continues speaking um, while you're staring lovingly into his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not creeped out at all by this. Um, my teacher has gone missing. I suspect the worst, and I cannot trust true strangers to this deed. I say you are not true strangers because you are skyborn. And I know in your hearts when a wrong has been done or what summer requires your aid. Please help me and my teacher and I will bring you to mysteries that will unlock your greatest potential. For I can see that you are but a few steps along your rightful path. Please, will you help a brother in need? So out of character asking, is there something in this world like because of this Skyborn thing, are, are you compelled to help each other? Like a Highlander sort of situation? Sky, Skyborn are like, you're, it's kind of like a personality thing. Skyborn are drawn to adventure. Like you guys are supposed to be like, I guess the champions or adventurers of the world. So you have a, an inborn wonderlust. That's how they get yes. you off of your own shard. Ah, okay. So, so. Ah, it could be something to do with plots. I don't know. Um, so the Skyborn are pretty much like the, the all the heroes of the world are all Skyborn. They're they're drawn to it. Um, so we're kind of you're special. So by our nature of being Skyborn, we're we're drawn to do great deeds and that sort of thing. It, yes, exactly. Um, every NPC. Um, Oh, every player character is a Skyborn. Um, you, uh, we all, uh, you, you all are Skyborn. Okay. <sighs> not to not make you feel less special. Everybody's special <laughs> in their own way. In their own way, but not everybody is Skyborn. <laughs> um, so he's just. Uh, what kind uh, of mysteries do you mean, old man? So Fardin turns to you and said. Mysteries that will help you unlock your chroma and expand your knowledge of the shards. And if you're such a great teacher and so experienced in this, why can't you do it yourself? Alas, I am on my current quest, and it takes me away from helping a person who dearly needs assistance. This may help lead you to unlocking your chroma by helping others. So your quest prevents you from helping your master. Seems like it must be very important for you to risk his death. My current quest could have grave ramifications if not carried out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kairos kind of glances over at his companion. I'm going to regret asking this, I think. So who is your teacher, anyway? My teacher is Shatuhak, master of the Green Heart. He's a Benari of the Ewan tribe, and he has accomplished mastery of the Green Chroma, which could both help you to grow. That title and the three coins will buy you a cup of tea. Banyari, you say? Banyari. 
I know your people have had issue with the Banyare, but she is Skyborn just like you. And we have to help each other if we want to help the world. Skyborn does count for something. I will be true. So what happened to them? Well, she was on her way here to meet up with me. And as she, as she was coming off the airship, she was attacked by a group of Unlighters. Have you mm. heard of the Unlighters? Yeah. Have we heard of the Unlighters? <laughs> I have. <laughs> he would have. Yeah, I've heard of the Unlighters. They're a bunch of, bunch of fanatics. They don't like anybody that's not normal. Anybody that's not, uh, not a human. Anybody that has uh, any sort of any sort of powers. Yeah, they, uh, they're mostly cowards. They like to ambush people in alleys and whatnot. And not even for the purpose of getting a few coin, just for putting the boot in. So what you're saying is I will not have dinner with them. I would hope not. Um, these unlighters, they accosted Shatuhak. And when she fought back, the city guard got involved and took her away. The unlighters scampered like the cowards they are, leaving her to face the wrath of the authorities. So, uh, <laughs> the guard... They don't usually release anybody except for coin around here. So what are you expecting us uh, to do? I'm not exactly a wealthy man. There is more one way to solve a problem. I myself would help, but I am not rich with with coin. Uh, and alas, my loot, uh, my alas... My zither will only get me so far. It would be up to you to discover the means and methods in which to... to free Shatuhak. If we free the Shatuhak, how are we supposed to contact you again? You are striking off with your zither for your own quest. I will be around, and I will meet you back here. Mystic bullcrap. Anyway... I make no promises, but I've only been here for a short time, and I have no fixed objective. I am willing to go and talk to the guards for you. If my friend here is. You're paying. That is wonderful. I hope your adventure will bring good tidings towards Shatterhawk. I would recommend starting where it all starts. I would recommend starting at the beginning. At the... where the airship landed and find out what happened from there. <sighs> Let's go talk to the dockies, eh? Where was it? Which dock? They're all mostly off of... Well, if it was near here, it's this way. Come on. And Good good luck. Kairos doesn't even wait for the good luck. He's already walking out, grumbling to himself. We'll be in touch! Never have I so wanted to beat someone with their own instrument. Mystic crap. <laughs> so, as Tilhokle um, <laughs> is circling your head, he's like, look at it this way. At least you'll have an interesting conversation, at, an interesting story to tell at the bar. Mm. You are getting paid for it, so regardless. Mm. Um, so, you had... Uh, 
out into the market. I well, assume to get that's anywhere, the only way to, out. You I was going to say to get anywhere, you have to go the through market's the market. Pretty much okay. everywhere. <laughs> then yes, we would love to go through the market. <laughs> yeah, because as I understand it, you have like, like the center of Hark is the market, but yes. it's like. When I say the market, it's like miles of small markets that make up the giant market. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think this will mean anything to Andrew, but Chad, you might. So is it like the bazaar at Deva? Yes. Okay. It's it's like a gigantic. My impression is it's a combination between like the Marrakesh night market and a flea market. Okay. <laughs> to to explain to you, Andrew, there's a series of books by a guy named Robert Asprin, and there's literally one <laughs> dimension that's just a giant flea market. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that that's kind of the impression I get. Yes. Okay. That's so pretty that, much exactly. It. That's pretty much what I'm thinking here. Yeah. Just endless stalls and shops and people sitting on rugs selling various things. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's 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 the impression I get of it. So as you're going through this market, you see the various man- merchants, vendors. They're all displaying their goods for sale. There's fruits, meats, livestock, all this other stuff. You actually also see one of the Nova Pendra being carried on a palaquin by pilgrim servants. The wind tosses the veil that surrounds the creature, allowing a silhouette of its form to be seen. It's uh, an articulated centipede, no less than 12 feet long, David. As most of the heart, (laughs) these creatures, they're considered holy and terrifying. Holy terrifying, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tohakle will fly further away from this one. (laughs) (laughs) I am small and tasty. (laughs) There's there's also fortune tellers. Um, There's uh, Benari Verth... Verthod? Verthod performer singing a poem with no words. Um, there is a harakeen child drinking from an enormous nut while watching another child paint strange rainbow ma- mandalas on a stucco wall. So, is there anything you want to see at the market? Do you guys want to talk to a fortune teller? Do you want to get some tea or food by sleeve? We just came back from tea, so we're good there. <laughs> um... The sooner we find Hawk, the better. Eh? No, no fortune tellers now. We'll go to the more stuck. <laughs> okay, so I take it you're heading towards the Sky Docks? Yes. Well, yeah. it's pretty obvious where the Sky Docks are because there's... They get under the sky? The, the, there's docks and there's huge flying ships that come in and out of those docks. <laughs> and all the right. endless void. <laughs> and like all the other edges, you just fall. <laughs> um, so... As you come to the, the sky docks, you can see there's like one particular dock. It's a bigger one. Um, most of the, the stuff's going from there. Um, what would you like to do? There's guards walking around. There's different <sighs> vendors. There's there's people tying up rope and doing all that other stuff. So again, one of those things that you had mentioned uh, off air a little bit, there, there's only one group of people who really have airships, right? Because I know like... Like uh, the like Tuakle's people, the the Terixians, they fly from yeah. shard to it's, shard. It's not super clear, but yes, I think so. I think it's the the uh, the uh, Aramel. Am I pronouncing that correctly? The uh, yeah, Aramel, A U R U M E L. One of the human the, types. Veil. Yeah, they're one of the. They're like a as as I understand it from the description, they're like a. To me, it's like an entire shard of House Harkonnen from Doom. Oh. From Dune, like uh, like like. Uh, Decadent noble houses with slaves and yeah, and, and all of that. And like, like, I think their technology is what makes them. Yeah, the it's like it's like uh, you know, like the Citadel of Glass is one of their major cities, and 
and, and all of that. So they're like a relatively advanced, decadent nobility, slave trader, merchant house, uh, okay. group of merchant houses. And yeah, I th- as far as I am aware, they're the only ones that have uh, airships, but it's not entirely necessarily clear. Um, but I do know it's it's supposed to be relatively difficult to travel between the shards, particularly the more uh, distant ones. Yeah. They're... But, like, everybody comes to Hark. Oh, yes. You know, because it's the great market. You know, it's it's okay. kind of the central hub. And I think it's actually technically... I think it's more or less the middle tier... Or one of the middle tier uh, shards. I think as well. so. Yeah, right, it's so, the place where all things come and all things go. But so, if we're looking here, we're realistically looking for a, a, a RML person, probably. Um, potentially, I yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start looking around for uh, somebody who fits the description of somebody in charge. Well, what Kairos is actually going to do is I'm going to look around and I want to see if I can find maybe a uh, a dock worker. That's somebody that was probably there when all of this went down because dock workers are always here. That's true. <laughs> there, there is a man to the side. He's uh, and the working boys like up to talk. <laughs> Rousties. They like to drink and talk. So um, one of the workers is standing to the side. He seems to be getting his rope in order. So uh, yeah, Kairos is going to look around for a dock worker. Somebody that was probably there when all of this went down because it's a dock worker, man. They never leave. Somebody's going to be here. There's the dude, as I said, cleaning up rope, getting all put together over in the corner. Hey, uh, hey, mate, my docky friend. What's, uh, I got a question for you. What do you want? I'm busy. <laughs> you're always busy. It's the nature of being a docky. Of course, and you're bothering me. What do you want? Looking too busy. Why don't you have a seat? Put your feet up for a second. I can work and, and talk at the same time. How about you? you of course, talk you to me can. While I work. Were you here when uh, here there was a quite the brawl here earlier? Yeah, there was kind of scuffle. Made a mess. Slowed me down. Get in my way. I'm trying to get stuff done. I get paid to do things. I don't get paid by the hour. Here was a bunch of people fighting a stick. Yes. Um. I wouldn't say I would. I wouldn't call the wee Benyari a stick. She fought pretty well. well. Knocked the crap out of those uplighter idiots. <laughs> The walking tree. What else would you call her? A banyari. So, uh, so what happened? You say she uh, she took care of the the unlighters, but uh... she fought them off pretty well. She she fought them to a standstill, beat them back, and they attacked her out of nowhere. And then suddenly, the guard shows up. She's of course after all the actions done. And those uplighters safe. <laughs> the uplighters do what they best. They scamper. They take off. Leave her to to take the buck of it. Yeah, somebody's got to pay in this city. Yes. You know where they, uh, you know if they took her to the local post. I have, I have no idea. I've got, I've got work. Like, I we went back to work. I had to clean up their mess, destroyed half the freaking dock. You might want to talk to one of the officials. They, they'll know everything going around here. But they're, they're usually in everybody's pockets and ears. Yeah, of where's, course. Where's the guard post around here? It's just up the dock on the right. You'll, you'll, you'll see it's the big Ponzi building. It's got no freaking use. <laughs> I, I don't Thank know you. for sure, Andrew, but I'm imagining this is like a, like the, the the kaleidoscopic fantasy version of the Law and Order episodes where the two detectives come to talk to a guy and he's still like loading the back of a van. Like, <laughs> I can't stop. My boss will get real mad. <laughs> well, it, essentially it is, but like you, you have to understand, 
you're just two guys who showed up and started asking him questions while he's on the job. Like, oh no, it makes total like, sense. I'm just that's just what I'm envisioning is like Briscoe and Green trying to talk to a guy as he's loading like I don't know like gerbils or something weird. <laughs> no, he's a, it's just different lengths of rope. Okay. <laughs> Magic rope? Come on, give me something, man. <laughs> Different yeah. colors. That's a whole spectrum of rope. Perfect. Okay, that's all I wanted. All right. Let's, uh, let's head to the guard post. It's a kaleidoscopic <laughs> rope adventure. It's, uh, like, it's like coming home. I spent a few spent a few days in uh, the accommodations here. In the clink. <laughs> uh, probably ain't going to tell us much without some money, but who knows. So you're going to head on down to talk to some... Coppers. Some. Uh, well, you can uh, talk to the coppers if you want to. Yeah, let's talk to them. Let's let's go up and and just. So you head and head down there. You open the door and they've got that little changing bell that hits every time someone opens the door. Um, there's somebody working at the front desk. They do not look up. They don't care. Hello. What do you want? I understand you might have recently brought in a Banyari woman. We bring in lots of people. A Banyari woman, you say? Yes, and yep. we're looking to... We're looking to post her bail. And give him a little wink. Mm-hmm. Post bail. Hmm. Well, this Banyari did quite a bit of damage. Uh, let me have a look. So he looks through... His, he's looking through his different bits of paper on the, his desk. Oh, this one's been pushed up. Um, you're going to have to talk to someone else. Uh, my, The bail's not available here. That's uh, Twinkle is going to turn to Karis. Is that normal? Welcome to uh, to Hark. If it's not a maze of buildings, it's a maze of paperwork. Which office did they send? Uh, did they send it to? Non collectibles. Which is where? It's floor two, section C. Go up two floors to the right to your left and then to the right again should be the last one down the hall two floors right left right yep alright now well, move you're keeping up my daylight and that's when we realize this building only has two floors <laughs> <laughs> wait a <Total>. minute <laughs> uh, I'm surprised we get that information out of them mm. I expected to have to pay oh you may still have to pay <laughs> I expected to have to pay him <laughs> <laughs> bribes and paperwork bribes mm-hmm. and paperwork so I take it you're gonna go upstairs of course follow the wonky directions of course it's not to the exact door it's to the door of the opposite side he was he just doesn't know really the building well enough um, so there's it's all that, instinctual for him <laughs> there's a there's a a door with a sign on it says uncollectibles <sighs> just push the door open Hello, hello. How are we doing today? What can I help you with? Greetings. No one and in this office should be that chipper. I know. That's gotten me nervous already. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Never, Never trust tra- a cheerful bureaucrat. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. <sighs> so, how may I help you? What's, what's, uh, what brings you to our lofty end of this fair? We have an associate. And oh. they've been brought into prison. We need to post their... Bail. An associate, you say? Bail, you say? Sounds like co- you've got coins to spend. I like that sound. <laughs> so, what associate are we looking for? Uh, 
Uh, I don't remember the name, Andrew. Shatuhawk. Shatuhawk. Thank you. Sounds like a... A Banyari. Shatuhawk. Indiana Jones villain. Um, <laughs> just imagine. Uh, <laughs> Shatuhawk. Ah, uh, yes. Let me look at the Shatuhawk file. Ruffles some papers, pulls up the Shatuhawk file. Look at it. Oh. Ew. She caused quite a bit of damage. Upset quite a few folk. Mm, she looks like she might have resisted arrest as well. Oh, expensive, expensive. Uh, okay, so I, I, before he even says that, before he even says a figure, like, let's, not, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about numbers. So I know I can make a wealth check to, to afford to, to post bail, but is there a, like a bargain or, or a barter mechanic that I can use to like just go ahead and start knocking the price on this down? Because... Well, the problem is her case hasn't been reviewed yet. Uh, so there's no exact amount that has been applied. Um, it it may take a while. Maybe. Oh, it looks like it'll be rather quick. A, a year, too. Is there any way we can grease the wheels of justice? Uh, you, can, you can try and grease some wheels. I have some wheels needing grease. <laughs> <laughs> Should I leave you two alone? <laughs> Should I leave me alone? <laughs> oh, do you have coin as well? <laughs> um. So I agree with him. Maybe he sh- we should try and talk him down. Yeah, because it sounds like I'm gonna like I mean, I'm not gonna blow all of my coin on a random stranger. Like, well, I may not be able to grease said wheels or speed up the process. I know someone who can. Can you tell me who? I can tell you who, but I'm feeling awfully underfunded. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let me go ahead and do, uh, I guess, a wealth check okay. and, and see what's going on there. So how does that work? So it's just like, like you said, it's just uh, wealth instead of an attribute. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're rolling to see how much of this wealth this is going to take up. Okay. So um, so I, I roll, I've got my, my wealth rating is a D8. So I have okay. three D8. And then do I roll a, a skill? Yeah, it would. I, I think it's going to coincide with what skill you're attempting. Uh, to uh, I think. Oh, isn't a wealth check just uh, just your wealth rating? Just six dice equal to your wealth rating? Uh, well, fortunately, I have the book here, so let's thumb that open. Wealth. It says, um, yeah, for a wealth test, it's much like a skill check, but instead of rolling a virtue, you'll roll. So wealth is three wealth dice, three skill die, and a skill. Ah, yeah. Okay. It's, 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 it, it, it coincides with the skill you're going to use. So, okay. what skill are you going to yeah. use? Uh, do actually, I mean, do I pick? Because if I pick, I'm going to use something that I'm well, good at. I think <laughs> it's up to the GM, but you can argue something um, else. I, I think you should use uh, blades. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, please don't use blades. This guy is not prepared <laughs> for this. That's right. I'm going to pull out my machete and point it at him. I think you're going to take this for cheap. This, this machete doesn't look very expensive. <laughs> like, you'll just be completely oblivious to the fact that you're threatening him. Um... I would use hmm, persuasion. Persuasion. If you want to persuade him. All right. Well, I don't have persuasion. So this is an unskilled. I was going to say, so how do unskilled checks work? Okay. So the way the unskilled works is you only roll one die for your skill check. So you get your three for uh, three for your money. And one for the show. Okay. So, and I'm assuming that's the base die. You roll like a D6 yep. for your untrained All skill. All D6. Okay. So I, I will roll, uh, in this case, persuasion is a will 
yes. uh, skill, so I roll my will die, which are all d6s. Mm-hmm. Well, but this isn't a this you, is a wealth check. Oh, wealth check. Well, it's a wealth that's check. Right. That's right. So it's three three for your wealth die. Okay, so those are d8s. Awesome. <laughs> all right, and then one d6 for my untrained. So. Cool. And your spirit die, because that's spirit how much die. you actually have to pay. All right. Wow. And nope. Oh, wow. Nope. How did you manage to not get above a three? I'm just talented, Anything? man. Two, 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 three, three. Well, You're dealing with the, the, poli- the politician. There's the one thing you got above a three on was the spirit die, which means you'd have to pay the basically the max. <laughs> so you you've I'd say you hand over the funds. No, you, no. <laughs> like what? Well, you've got you've got you've rolled to pay. You failed. Uh, here's the thing: you're dealing with a politician, so you hand over the funds, and he says, "Oh, the judge you're looking for is is Judge Boreen. Um, oh, uh, slightly bad news. He is on sabbatical. He's kind of away. Um, for the next eight months. You knew what? this before you asked." For the grease. I only just read it. It was it was right here on the bottom of the page. I didn't read the whole page. You were mm. right here. Mm. Should I... Uh, are you wanting to make a complaint? You know, there's a I saying ha- back on Quill. You can share a magen a thousand times, but you can only skin him once. Well, it's a good thing we're on Hawk, then, isn't it? Let us, uh, let's go. I don't have to listen to any daft sayings. Thank you for the coin, and uh, have a wonderful day. As Kairos, uh, turns to, to shuffle, uh... Uh, to Huckley? To Huckley out, he accidentally bumps the edge of the bureaucrat's desk. It sp- he spills with, his drink? And sp- yeah. well, it spills ink or whatever all over the documents he's working on. Oops. Gentlemen, please show yourself to the door. With pleasure. All right, so the, that was a bust. Yeah, <laughs> that was a waste of time and coin. Uh, so okay, so Hark is my home turf. Hmm. Um. Can I make a? You can make a folklore check if you want to. I was going to say, can I make a check to maybe find us another avenue? Yes, that would a, be a, possibly a less than bureaucratic avenue so you want to someone who's not going to try and take all your money and give you nothing oh they'll try and take all of our money it's just these are people i can probably throw off the side of the shard with less repercussion yeah if they should do so Ah. (laughs) i like that idea uh so you folklore you say uh folklore i say i say all right so that's gonna be 3d6 plus 3d8 oh nice plus d4 for me so would help if I can actually roll them on the table. <laughs> Whichever, you know. Uh, eight, eight, six. <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm liking uh, it. Bup, bup, bup. I can't see my other die. Uh, so, actually, it looks like two levels of success. So, um, which is a radiant success. Yes, it's actually is is a called? radiant success, um, okay. which means you succeed. Um, so you had an eight. Um, you you genuinely you succeed. Not only do you remember, it kind of like fires into your brain. It's Vora. You're friends with Vora. Vora knows everything that goes on in the market. Oh yeah, she. Uh, I know a woman. She uh, runs a shop down in the market. Sells uh, 
potions and herbs and everyone talks to Vora unguents and stuff. But that's um, how do I put this? Not her main line. You couldn't remember this before I paid. You weren't paying me to remember. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I seem to be paying quite a lot of people quite a lot of money. <laughs> Welcome to Hark, my Terexian friend. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have to delve back down into the into the market. I'm not paying extra for that. <laughs> a contract's a contract. So you 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 go down the market, down some dark corridors, down some darker corridors, into a light corridor where there's also a dark corridor. You follow, <laughs> and you come across a nice little shop. It looks it looks well put together. Um, surprisingly, for those you. Mm. Knock on the door, open in, and there's a lovely smell of incense in the room. And there's a lady sitting behind the counter, mixing in her uh, mortar and pest. She's uh, grinding away some herbs. Laura! Ah, welcome! Welcome, Kairos! Welcome! Come on in! Sit yourself down! Have some tea! <laughs> it's been a bit since I've been back i hope business has been well oh business is always well mm. one business better than the other but it's always well <laughs> well hopefully it's less the poison side of the business huh? yeah. well needs I, must I, needs must demands high so we have need of your uh services uh, less of the Less of the uh, pleasant smelling variety and more of the we need to know things variety. Maybe of the poisonic variety for ah. meddling bureaucrat. <laughs> yeah, bu- bureaucrats are of their own poison. They'll, mm. They always get what's coming to them, be it through quill, blade, or sometimes the tongue. Yeah, what can. What are we looking for? What can I. How can, what services can I provide for you today? Looking for uh, information on that brawl that went down at the docks with the uh, unlighters Ew. and the, the the banyari. The one with Shatuhak. Yes, I heard about that. My I little am, birds tweeted in my ear. I am not surprised. We're trying to find Shatuhak. They, she's not at the local post, and well. The bureaucracy is as the bureaucracy is, as my friend here has discovered. Yes, those uh, bureaucrats are a pain. I've had the had to deal with a few of them myself. Although I do have a few customers, and they do play pay rather well. <sighs> I know you have your price. Yes, there is always coin for task. We can't do things for free now, dearie. That never does anyone any good. Can you? Do you, before we make this bargain, do you know? Oh, I know. I can paint you a path to the, to the Chateau Hack. It's, that's not a problem. <sighs> Very well. Um, so Kairos will try and make a wealth check. Okay. <laughs> this is not going to go well. Okay. Because <laughs> I have no wealth rating. My wealth oh. rating is untrained. Oh, so what I'm going to... Do you have any valuables? We'll get to that if I fail. Ah. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so uh, let's see. So that's skill plus wealth, correct? Mm-hmm. Plus yes. Wealthy. So in this case, I do in fact have persuasion. Doing okay. better than me. And I'm actually not horrible at it. I have a D8. I have D8 in persuasion. Because if you're going to shake somebody down in a dark alley, you want to be, you know, persuasive right. about it. So does this work the same way as the reverse? It's a D6 for your at- one single D6 for your attribute, and then a bunch of D8s for your for your skill. I believe I assume that's how that works because it's functionally the wealth rating is a, is treated as a skill. Yes. So you get the the three die for that one. Okay. So. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's see how badly this goes, shall we? <laughs> um, actually, that's two successes mm-hmm. and only a one on the wealth die. So that's two sixes and a one on the wealth die. So that's a success, and it's a coin. Oh, that's, that's a good. point of wealth. I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, that's. It makes sense. She's Vora likes you, and she's not. She's not like she. She needs her coin. She needs to keep her, pl- her place and priorities right, but. She's a fun place for you. Let's just say that you've you've been nice to her, and if she ever is in trouble, you've popped up and uh, taken care of some un, <laughs> unpolite customer. Impolite I may or customers. may not act as a leg breaker on occasion. Mm-hmm. If somebody owes her some money, she might float it the, your way that she they owe you her her due. So Kairos will reluctantly pull out one of the handful of coins that he. Uh, that he has. Part of it was the payment up front from the Trexian. So That's right. I takes, knew you had at least one. Uh-huh. She reaches across the table and takes the smallest one and pulls it and she goes, I must be paid. Doesn't mean to have to be paid well. And I do like you. So <laughs> Always um, a pleasure. Uh, it's always a pleasure dealing with you, dear. Um, here's where things get a bit complicated. She's in the hanging cells. Oh. Does now, this mean something? <sighs> Well, my friend, not to interrupt Vora, but on a shard, if we call something the hanging prison, where would you think it would be? You're standing above them. They dangle from the underside of the shard, and as far as I'm aware, no one knows how to get into the hanging prison. The entrance is a mystery. At least to my knowledge. There are ways to get in. You need a key. <laughs> oh, just a key. I don't yes. suppose you happen to have one of those hidden amongst the uh, the vials and filters. <laughs> I'm not that well connected, dearie, and there's no amount of potions and poultices that's going to get my hands on a key to the, the hanging prison. Uh, however, I know a man who has the key. Mm, that's what does that I hear in your voice? Hmm. It's something that tells me this will be unpleasant. Well, I can help you, and you can help me at the same time. His name is Matrix Invico Karamag. He's an aristocrat, and he's a jerk. <laughs> he has purchased certain potions from me and not paid very well for them. Also spread it about town, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't <laughs> like that. It's bad for business. Mm. And this key? He hangs it round his neck. It's a sign of power. 
Of course it is. And by that name, I'm guessing he is not local. Oh, he's not. Uh, Catamags. Catamags. He's an RML, isn't he? Yes, he is. He wears that mask with pride. <sighs> Covers his ugly face. So, I'll... what would you have of us, then? He is about to throw a little soiree. And by little, I don't mean little. It's quite large. <laughs> he will have a party going on. Give you a good chance to maybe get in. Take the key. It would be nice to deflate his ego. Maybe knock him down to size or two. Just the, uh, just the key, not a finger. If, <laughs> dear, how much trouble do you want to get in? What kind of party could a Taraxian and a Hark guide get into easily? Well, probably not as visitors, but definitely as employees. She is not wrong. Uh, and when, might I ask, is this party? <laughs> Fortunately, it is happening tonight. Of course. <sighs> so, it will be in the one of the wealthy districts, and we have to find a way inside. That you may have to do. I may know a man. Might be able to help you with it. Might be able to get you in the door, per se. If getting the key off him is is up to you. Although, I do have quite the repertoire of, of concoctions that may assist. <sighs> so I see a few options that unfold before you. You can go in as guests. But you'll require masks and you'll require an invitation. You can go in as entertainers, but that all comes down to what you can do. You've got to bluff your way in. And the most unpleasant, you can sneak in and pretend to be slaves. Although that might be a bit uncomfortable. Mm. So if we were going to be guests, we would need invitations. And masks. The invitations are the difficult part. Yes. Who has an invitation? What sort of person would have an invitation? Are they going to be bringing them directly to the door? <laughs> the wealthy ponds. It's in a wealthy area. There's There are guards surrounding, but it's usually a high society area. Most people would be moving in the direction. This man is important. So anyone heading towards that direction, wearing a mask, would be your target to pick off. <laughs> Just be careful of the, the guards that's... I know a few, um, how do I put this, <clears throat> hunting spots near that district. I had a feeling that you would know out-of-the-way places to store unconscious wealthy men. Where do you think this coat came from? Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Matrix himself likes to indulge. <laughs> so, depending on what you wish to do, uh, getting him intoxicated... With one thing or two, may I help you? Well, sounds uh, as if we should go see if we can find an invitation. Thank you, Vora. Good luck, as always. And, of course, 
give him my love. Of course. Blessings to you. Thank you for your assistance. Let's go. Now, I need a mask. I want to see if maybe there's an option here. So I'm thinking uh, the Terexians are like tutors and scholars and yeah. intelligent people. Um, maybe I, I'm wondering if there's some sort of like, I guess like university or something or what I'm thinking of is I want to know if I know someone who has like an art exhibit or like old, like, uh, some sort of high society person that might be at the, the, uh, university that you could get in with. Well, what I'm thinking is like, uh, something that they might have like replica masks of like pyroid, like fighters from this age or something. So that my character could try and make a costume out of, Oh, gotcha. Something like that. So like maybe he has like, yeah, like an art exhibit or a museum piece or something else that we would use as, as educational materials. Um, well, gotcha. that, that would probably be either, uh, folklore. Um, if you want to run a folklore check, um, or a, uh, inspiration to find out about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go with folklore because okay. I'm actually trained in that. Cool. And then I'm guessing if we were to like try and make it, it would probably craft. <laughs> craft, yeah. You sense. could bring, like, it, does anyone have craft? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so you could make some crappy paper, paper mache masks. There you go. I just <laughs> you the look paper like um, <laughs> you've walked into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got two sevens. So that's one total success. Oh, that's awesome. That's a right. that's success. Um, and a success is a success. Uh, so <laughs> you do actually know one of the vendors who would be supplying masks in that area. He does do a, a range of different artistic things. So um, he's one of the most high, more higher-end vendors. You actually are, um, I would say you know him, you've dealt with him before, probably sold him some goods or t- talked to him about different things. And he probably inquires with you about different stuff too. Okay. So so my character is a ranger, yeah. which means I'm, I'm go out and explore. So maybe this guy... Uh, maybe I've co- I've done a job for him once. Could have you could have got materials for his masks or any of his other creations? Okay, all right. So yeah, uh, what's his name? What's his race? His name is Char. Char Magan. Magan. And he has a place that's up near that quarter. It's in the higher end quarter. Of course, it's in the the market side of the higher end quarter. Oh, you know. oh. um, so it's the other side of the market. Um, <laughs> so you want to. Basically, he has a. It's a small, upright building. Kind of, uh, they're all jam packed together, but they're made of stone. They're they're carved intricately. And his, you have he has a knocker on his front door that looks like a mask. Okay, is he uh, a hark? Uh, is he something else? <laughs> um, he is a. He's a pyroi, and the reason that his building has to be made of stone is because he's got his anvils in the back. He works with heat. His masks are fashioned from different metals that you may uh, have got. Oh, okay. All right. Come with me. I know somebody. All right. So I assume you make your way through the streets. There's all the different... You, in and out of markets. Uh, maybe you pick up a snack or two. Um, maybe some some coffee to keep yourselves quite alert while you're going on. Um, you make it to the... You, you get to that district and now it's almost like you can see it gradually getting better as you go through. <laughs> like, the silks become richer. 
prices elevate mm. um people are not their stalls aren't like rickety sticks there they start to be made of of With things that proper storefronts yes yeah, oh, yeah. and as they're further and further you get your storefronts changed they turn like they've now got glass windows they've got like fancy people uh, yeah Ooh, it starts getting they a lot don't get fancier. their windows broken out no <laughs> these windows are all in pristine condition um and probably a lot more city watch wandering oh, around oh yes you're probably seeing a lot the the guards increase the you can see them they're not like standing on corners they're now walking in twos down down yeah, they're actually patrolling like doing their job they're, they're doing their job yeah. it's, it's surprising um so the you slowly it gets richer and richer and then you reach the peak of the district and there's like down one side which seems to be filled with all the different areas that's to do with uh, clothing and materials and all this other stuff on a prominent right next to, between two hat stores is a mask store and there is there's a group of people standing outside it's quite it looks quite it's quite busy mm, of course mm-hmm. people gotta get all their masks for the party yes Karis mm. Megapath so are you gonna like just shove your way through or are you gonna look like a, try and look like um, an important person no, shoving I'm, your I'm way going through? to actually I was thinking of doing the uh Fezzik from uh, Princess Bride. Everybody move! <laughs> and I will walk, saunter behind him. Right. Kind of all... And you hear the the voices. Where do they get to go in first? I wish I brought secure, security with me too. Um, <laughs> out of my way, Hark! Out of my way! Out of my way! Because I figure my character has a might of D ten. Yeah. So functionally, the, by the way, this works. He's massive. These people uh, probably don't have a might of anything. <laughs> they're uh, it's untrained. Like, some of them are uh, like a little bit overweight. You can see they're a little bit like poncy. Mm. Um, so as you're pushing your way through, like some of the girls are kind of giving you a look. Some mm. of the girls. Some of the guys are looking at their girls, kind of like looking at you at the same time, like ha! Like um, so one of the dudes turns up his nose at you. One of the ladies said, "I should have bought the mask earlier. I'm not going to have time to pick out a dress or shoes." <laughs> um, so you've got the you basically arm like strong arm your way through the crowds and they're used to important people pushing their way in front of them. <laughs> so they just assume that you're an important person and uh, they, they, they kind of scoff. Um, one of them looks like, ooh, ah, hello, remember me? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll fly up and perch, like, up somewhere kind of high so everybody has to look up at me while I'm... Uh, so uh, you make it your way to the door. Um, I, actually, there's the, before you reach the door, there's two very rotund gentlemen. I would like to see you just for the mechanics of it. Can you roll some might check for me? Uh, might plus what? Um uh, Brawl or resistance, your choice. Uh, they're both D10, so it makes no real difference. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So what would you want to go? Do you want to punch them or do you just want to Oh, no, push I'm not going to punch them. I, th- I figured I'll just shove my way past. Uh, or I will let you do it another way. You There is a... There, is there an intimidate? Is there one um, of those? I, not a specific intimidate check. I would presume that would be under... Yeah, that would be like persuasion, persuasion or something and... Yeah, and no. so can you make a like a might plus persuasion? Because I know persuasion is listed under the will skills. As I understand it, and Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, if there is an argu- if you can make an argument that an, a virtue should be used with a skill instead of its normal one, yes. Yes. It's situational. So, for okay. example, like might plus persuasion, to my mind, would be used for intimidate. Yes. Or, you know, or like, for example, you know, like I said, pushing away through the if, crowd would be might plus resistance or might okay. plus brawl. 
But I'm going to go with what's most advantageous to me, which <laughs> is uh, might plus resistance or might plus brawl, because that's all that's D10s all across. Listen, okay. ruffian, we've been here first, and we've to wait to get in. Kairos doesn't even slow his stride. Uh. <laughs> he doesn't specifically try to knock them out of the way. He just walks through them as if they weren't hey. there. I'm not interested in hearing how long you've been here. <laughs> and uh. then while Chad is rolling, I'll ask. Uh, so I, I'm being pompous and, and officious and bureaucratic like a Tyrixian is. Uh, is there any way for me to aid him? Um, you can. Uh, sure, sure. I'll let you aid you're up in the air, so they're kind of, they know you're in charge. Like, what are you doing? So you can distract them while he just pushes through them. So I would either use a um, <laughs> perception plus wisdom. So you're trying to perceive yourself as the one in charge. Or you could use persuasion if you want to be like, move, move, scum. <laughs> so uh, I can't do you your voice. Perception plus wisdom? Uh, oh no, that would be looking. Sorry, okay, I'm trying to, a... I, I was looking at it from the opposite point. Um, no, um, persuasion. Um, yeah, persuasion. All right. Well, I don't have persuasion, but I mean, I'll roll anyway. Yeah, hey, it, if it works, it works. I rolled really well. Um, okay, so I I vaguely remember this being a thing. I rolled a four on my spirit. Die. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. And so I I, so I, re- did I actually. Oh, so. that's really good. <laughs> okay, so I didn't roll any successes on my check. Okay. But if I roll the spirit die as a four, it's a success anyway. Is that right? It, if I'm uh, sorry, go on. In. So I just did a little bit of reading, and mm-hmm. as it turns out, if you don't get any successes with your sixes, or you don't get any sixes um, or higher, you don't get anything for your spirit die. However, I'll knock, knock it back, <laughs> Chad. You got five successes yep. with your spirit die, which means you get a brilliant success. Which is, if I understand it correctly, is the Maximum success you can get that's not legendary. Yes, if you get legendary success, it's like a pinnacle point. Yeah. This would be the worst time to... Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, not only do you change their ways, they become people who give to the poor. Like, <laughs> uh, you knock some sense into People them. talk for years about the meanest man to ever buy a mask. <laughs> Big bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's the baddest man in the whole damn shard. Um, so, yes, so you... Not only do you walk up to these men and the sheer intimidation of the thought of you touching them, they become like almost a liquid form and slide out of the <laughs> way in front of you. Away. And not only that, they stand and hold everyone else back while uh, Prince Ali, Ali Ababwa. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> uh-huh. um, Tahakwa. 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 Well, Tahakwa. Tahakwa. Well, they allow you in to, to, and they stop all our customers coming in. They literally are just like, these men, they need to have the time to themselves. We were very rude and we need to make sure. So literally, you're the only two customers in the store. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> so, and like I said, you hear a little Jim Croce playing. <laughs> uh, so you uh, make it in. Charlie And uh, here he is. So how big is the, the, you said the door knocker is shaped like a mask. How big is it? Could I potentially pull it off and use it as a mask? It's not that big. It's about the size of your hand. Now, I, it, is made, so... it is made from copper. It is, it's a precious metal. You have seen the size of my hands, right? Yeah. I yeah, have but so not the many size of your big face. knocker jokes I want to make. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you trying to, are you trying to ring his knocker? Is that what you're trying to say? So um, 
you walk in and there's this gentleman in, and he's he's all done up and he's like he's got a hat that he can turn and it turns to a different mask every time you talk <laughs> so he's spinning through these different uh, masks while he's talking to you um it's almost annoying <laughs> he's the willy wonka of masks <laughs> yeah he's like hey, welcome gentlemen to my bazaar how do you how, what can i reface you with today and he points at the wall and there's all these different masks and as you look up they get more precious metals and as they go Charmagan! Ah, brother man! Please! Well, it's, it's been such a long time! It has been. Uh, I am sorry to come in in such a... I'm sorry to come in at such short notice. Oh! But of course... You're always welcome here, you know. You've got so many things for me in the past. We need... But of course, my friend and I need masks for Karmagogs. Karmagog? Uh, his name is... Martrux Invico Karamag. Karamag. Think of a James Bond villain. Uh, we need masks for Karamag's ball tonight. Ah, only the finest for you two, gentlemen. The last shipment of materials you brought me in made me a pretty penny, so I'm rather happy with what's going on right now. So, what are you in the mood for? What do you want to look like? What do you want to be? What do you have that you can make it? That you could have ready by the this evening. Um, look at the wall. What what takes your fancy? I do have. I think in the back, I may have something particularly interesting I'm working on. Give me a moment or two. And as you can see, there's the flames like flicking off of him. He gets. He's getting rather excited because <laughs> he doesn't get many chances to make uh, masks for regular shaped faces. He's, they're all pretty much standard. So he walks into the back, takes a block of metal pushes it into the smelter and pulls it back out again and his hands heating it as well so it's melting and he he puts it over this kind of it's almost like a bill shaped thing and he starts he just he uses his hands to push and spread it out so it's different they don't they don't hammer metal they the he uses heat to disperse it to kind of okay. spread it kind of like you would with clay so mm. he's literally turning it into almost a liquid but not quite a liquid with his own temperature nice well i have a feeling that uh mm. kairos is going to want something that would strike fear into hearts <laughs> so so if, if he's got something that's like looks like cold iron Feel free to tell him like uh my friend here is a man of an imposing demeanor. He would like something that uh, uh, reflects that. Ah, look at the ebony masks on the black wall. They're, they're grand. <laughs> and you just see, like, you can see, like, the heat emanating off him. And he's, like, he's like having a fun. And he, like, so he takes the, the, ma- of the mask off, dunks it in water. And it's, you can hear the steam, like, just fueler cheering and sizzling right off of it. Because it's, uh, it's really, really hot. Um, so he takes it out and he, he stretches it out and he goes and he puts it down and it's sitting on like a head it's, but it's like it's a stone like a marble head and he sits it down and he goes what do you think? I wouldn't put it on just yet it would solder itself to your face <laughs> <laughs> a fine example of your skilled craft yes um, do you do you see anything on this fair wall that you like? And there's like ebony ones and then there's white ones and there's one that catches your attention and it's... As you're it's, looking at the ebony ones, uh, Tohakle quietly and subtly points downward yeah. with his thumb like, mm, too, too expensive. There's one There's one near the bottom and it also, it looks like someone's taken like, um, 
like points like they're almost like it's like the shards of metal have been forced together like mm-hmm. almost like a maw of teeth <laughs> have formed around around like to fit around your face it looks it, if you threw this at someone it would cause it, it would probably embed itself <laughs> in massive them trauma <laughs> yeah. and it, it looks um it, 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 but it's sitting actually near the bottom because it doesn't look like it's made from anything expensive it just busty. looks like it yeah it's it was probably one of his earlier works. It's not something he's too proud of now, but it's still something that's completely original. I am a man of simple tastes. <laughs> Pick that one up. I, I, I admit in the day I had a fondness for that mask. That's why I have not chucked it to the trash or melted it down to something else. It was one of my more original pieces. I was going through a very dark time. <laughs> I like it. It shows your spirit. Ah, and I will give it to you at great discount just to get it out of here. I like it even more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The other mask I will give to you if you promise me to bring me more back, more of that iron that you found. It was delightful and of great quality. Absolutely. Awesome. (laughs) Wonderful. I do love a deal. So, gentlemen, what else may I help you with? Um, I don't think there's anything else we need from him, is there? Unless he has a line on an invite, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be making my appearances there. I am uh, a bit too... I stand out a bit too much. <laughs> mm. So tell me... Two of us. Do you, know, do you know any of the people who are going to be attending the mass tomorrow's oh, night? Uh, the, almost everyone you see outside. Uh, they're all wanting to be here. We've had a line. Um, most people are going around the shops, pulling out dresses, trying to find new interesting wares to wear to this party. Or take off, depending on what's going on. Um, <laughs> anyone interesting we cannot miss conversating with? Uh, well, there's Kankrax Triel. He, uh, he's quite a tall man, very skinny, doesn't really like to eat a lot, loves to drink. Uh, always, he tries to pay me in wine or half-drank bottles of wine. I don't rather like the way <laughs> he pays me. But the wine's good. Um, you've got uh, Kentron Vell. He, he's a Stout man. He actually just left. He got a, uh, a mask that looks like a big potato. <laughs> and he, he, he works in vegetables. He wanted something that echoed what he did. Um, you've also got the the lady bench. She she was just in. She's gone shopping for shoes. She should just the, should be a couple of stores down. Our potatoey friend. Do you know where he was going from here? To lunch. Uh, yeah, of course he was. <laughs> he, he, uh, he's going to eat before he goes to the party to eat some more. I can eat myself. Where is he going to go? Oh, his favorite restaurant is it's just around the lane, a little bit further. It, uh, it's very... It's, it's almost like it's a little, little pub. Bit of high end. The food is rather exquisite. I partake there on Thursdays. Mm. They have they have the, some of the best hot pots. <laughs> Thank you again, my friend. Ah, welcome. <laughs> Come back anytime you are. You don't be afraid to darken my door. Mm. Better ends and hot forge to you. Ah, thank you. Let's. Uh, I feel rather like potatoes for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So yeah. Oh, we'll... so you picked your victim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> shall we Shall we find the potato man? Shall we just grab the two from the back of the line here? <laughs> there might be a few too many people. 
nearby. There is a, it is a grip. Now, that's not to say you couldn't pickpocket if any of you are skilled in uh, a snatchy grabby time. <laughs> can you use l- wind lore for that? <laughs> I was say, what's in can- yeah, that's you could blow up some skirts, I guess. I think that's about it. What is that? Is it... Um, I'm not sure. I, I know lock picking I is think covered by to craft, do, but I think wind lore is to do with more like. No, um, no, no, no. What's what would pickpocket? I was joking about the wind lore. <laughs> oh, thing. <laughs> that was like wind lore will not help you here. Um, I think that would be more. Hmm, that's actually athletics, a good one. maybe athletics. It would it would require you to be a bit quicker. Like it would be something based on your vigor. Uh, um, I could actually. I have athletics. Uh, if you want I am a to, multifaceted street thug. Uh, now, bear in mind, walking through, uh, you are in a residential area. There are police officers taking brisk walks through them. And there are, it's a whole <laughs> Well, I group. can either try and do this subtly or I can beat someone unconscious so, in an alley. So... Um, <laughs> it's your choice. I'm just. The, I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just giving you the 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 situation that you find. Okay. Yourself well, in. athletics. I am also trained in, and vigor is because you you mentioned us needing to do this. Vigor is my key chroma. Mm-hmm. It's my my special uh, virtue. Oh, and it's also pretty high up. So. Okay. Um. So, I have a D6 in vigor and a D8 in athletics. Are you both going to try and take different? Uh, uh, I have a D10 in vigor and a D6 in athletics. Hey, you're better than I am, I think, technically. So, so do you both want to go, or do you want to... Uh, I will let you try, and then if that fails, then I will, uh, in my own inimitable fashion, acquire us an invitation. <laughs> okay. okay, sounds good. Um, actually, give me just two shakes. Let me check something here. All right, so never mind. I was going to check to see if I had one of my special abilities, but nothing seems to work there. So. Okay. All right, so uh, vigor and athletics? Yes. All right. Okay, so I got a nine. Okay. On one of my D10. Um, I got just a bunch of fives after that, but fortunately, a four on my spirit die. Aha! So that bumps it up to a success. Uh, does it? Yes, because yes. He, he has an, he had one success. Oh, yeah, you got which one success. Which is odd. Which is odd, odd, and it allows you to bump it up. Yeah. So yes. you got a success. So. The good thing is, you're going to only need one invitation for one person, because you're going to go, it's your plus one, you know? They n- you never go to a party his by yourself. That's uh, right. Or, or his significant other. <laughs> Whatever. We're not here I to judge. judge. We're here just to get you drunk. When a man and... loves a dino, chi- a dino <laughs> <right>. chicken. <laughs> when so, a man. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess we'll we'll walk through, and I'll say, I'm in that one. And so, if, if Kairos bumps into one of them. It's one of the fat men you've seen before, and he's just like, he's so, like, he's so paying attention to Kairos. <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't notice you just kind of do 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 and <laughs> you reach inside of his pocket and, and swing it out and nobody nobody pays attention to you at all they're all paying attention to him yeah <laughs> and I just like knock him with a little bit and go watch where you're going <laughs> and, then, and have the uh, the uh and pickpocket the uh, the invitation yeah so as they're as you're walking off you're uh, jaunting off and as you further and further get down the road you hear I left my ticket. I left my ticket at home. I've got to go home. <laughs> so the the like you see this this fat man kind of running <laughs> off down the street, and I unfold it. Not quite. <laughs> and uh, well done, Balthazar Pinch. That would be your invitation. <laughs> that sounds like a Dickens character. <laughs> <laughs> Balthazar Pinch. Yes. Yes, I am Balthazar Pinch. <laughs> Why do you ask? Uh, well, my friends, we have some time. It might be. Well, we should either scout. Our entrance, or get some rest. I suspect. Yeah, what would you like to do? Have It'll a be look. a long 
long evening. Take a survey, or the survey says. Why don't we do a quick once over? You take the street. I'll take the air. Okay, so, well, I guess you're both going to roll different things. Um, I'm going to. I will give it to you it, right now. I would say that time's getting. It's not quite there yet. It's like just before twilight. The sun's sitting, setting in the skyish thing that's not really a sky. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there is no night. No, oh, there really? is they, no night. They, there is no night. It is eternal day, and the only like night is when another shard passes overhead. <laughs> um, so they, they mark time, so they have morning and evening or whatever. But yeah, it's eternal day. Uh, okay, I so you, the, the way they're marking time is, you know what I'm going to say? The temperature gets a slightly bit colder. <laughs> um, so go. they start writing, lighting lanterns and stuff like that to... Uh, Make it warmer because this actually does say that there is lanterns. Mm. Um, there's braziers, bass braziers, dancing with thick blue flames. So you see them starting to make these big thick blue flames. Your your eyesight is not hindered uh, hindered at all by this because uh, it never turns to night. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you're going to fly around, do you want to? Um, so if you're going to fly around, do you want to do it kind of, you want to do it sneakily or you want to just be like, I'm going for a fly or yeah, just, just random estate. This well, is not controlled airspace. Don't shoot me with well, crossbows. Yeah, I'm just like flying down the street and then over the side. I'm not flying directly overhead. I'm just kind of like casing the joint. Okay. So yeah, um, just circling around. And then, yeah, so it's just like I fly down one street, I bank east, fly down that street, come back. You know. So what you do get, see guys is this estate is huge it's palatial it's Mm. massive it is gilded to the max there is these huge the 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 braziers i was telling about they're massive and in each corner they're there just burning super bright this dude does knows eloquence and knows friggin eloquence there's everything's carved marble the doorways are all they've got iron these black black iron to like just resonate with the marble everything is gorgeous like absolutely phenomenal work um i'm getting the impression this is a posh sort of geezer it is but the walls are high Mm -hmm. and the uh let's just say they're built to be awkward to get into Mm -hmm. from over there's also at every single entrance a set of guards not police guards they're they're walking around the set of entrance has these men in red uniforms they are they're 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 wearing weapons that's quite heavy mm. uh you can tell that they're they wouldn't be as intimidated as the two fat men that you walk that's into that's what they think um but they're they're i may they're, try to get into this party just on sheer intimidation <laughs> sheer intimidation <Yeah>. um <laughs> Oh, by the way, I also have an invitation. My guys wanted to fight you, but I'll be walking in the good way. Um, but yeah, you can see that there's uh, the there there is the back entrance, um, which you have an invitation. You don't have to go into the back entrance, but you did see there's the people getting into the party. They're shuffling in the food. You can you can smell the the foods that are coming across the place. Although there's these big burning braziers, oh, the the food is just coating the area. So. Mm. They're getting ready for a huge soiree. You can also spot there's a whole fireworks set up just ready to go off <laughs> too. So, 
Yeah. So somebody spent a lot of money on this yeah. party. It's, 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 I'm expecting crates of booze and drugs, probably. Too. Oh, yeah, huge. You can you can see them from over the wall. There's just <laughs> massive <laughs> barrels. Cocaine, 500 tons. <laughs> There's a it's huge like, baggie, massive. It's like some Scarface <laughs> shit. There's just giant silver platters. It's a swimming pool yeah. filled with cocaine. <laughs> this seems like that sort of place. <laughs> um, but yeah, the house itself is just... it's over eloquent and you mm. can see there's like there's the layers of the house one one of the layers is just full ballroom you can see through the windows because there's mm. these massive glass windows and you can see right in and there get the band's getting set up and ready to play mm. all right well we should probably post up at a nearby tea shop or what have you for a little bit yeah a few we don't want to be the first guests through the door how gosh <laughs> by the way here's the invitation you look more like a balthazar than i do <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, so you're sitting at the tea shop, you're watching, you're watching, and as it gets closer and closer and closer to the time on the invitation, you notice more guests shuffling up, some wearing very, very eloquent masks, others wearing very plain masks, some some are followed by their slaves, which aren't wearing any masks at all, Mm. Um, but there's, it is a, it's like the gala, like the Mm. Met, like people are dressed up, and there's so much money pouring into this place. Um, my character's salivating. Yeah, <laughs> you if, if if you if you want to take their money, they're there. This is the place to rob. Um, it's 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 beginning to get busy, but they're they're going through. It's not like they have to wait. They they show them. They show the invitation, and there's a man by each door in a in a little black outfit. He's making sure the invitations are authentic mm, and of making course. sure everything is a-okay and 100%. He looks very snooty, and, but when he says, as the person walks through the door, he announces them to the, to the whole party. <laughs> of course. Yes. Well, my friend, no time like the present. Let's go. Let's be nobles. So you, I take it you're striding up to the front door, the little man. Hello, welcome. Uh, can I see your invitation, please? Kairos will present the, the invitation. Balthazar um, Pinch. Ah, Mr. Balthazar, we've been waiting for you. You're a bit taller than usual, but oh, I'm not going to do this. And you look like you've lost weight. He's on stilts. Ah, it's fun. What did you say? He's, on, he's wearing heels. He's wearing heels. Well, well, about fashion, I'm not a fashionable type, but you look great. I would, I would say you look younger as well, but if if wearing heels does that for you, good for you. <laughs> um, he, he turns around and he answers, Balthazar Pinch and Guest! And the trumpets bear. <laughs> and we will stride into the party. And that, gentlemen, is where we'll pick uh-huh. up next week. <laughs> Time to scheme. <laughs> out of our depth. <laughs> so, Skyborn, we leave Kairos and Twakle at the door to the ball. Do they have the moves to get away with the key, or will somebody put Kairos in the corner? Join us next week for more. If you want to add to our list of games, please contact us at fortunesuntoldpodcast at gmail.com, the Fortunes Untold Facebook or Twitter. You can also find us on Google Play or iTunes, and of course at our home on the Nerds on Earth website. Thanks for listening, and roll on.